WVON is proud to present Her Wintrust, helping women make money moves. This exclusive weekly feature during the Perry Small Show is brought to you by Chicago's Bank, Wintrust Financial. Alrighty then, it's 1136 on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. And my name is Perry Small, and of course, Cleopatra Draper has been with me all week long, and it's been a lot of fun. But this is really cool. I am so excited about this next guest. Um, She is Erica Douglas, and she goes by Sister Scientist. Uh, she says, science never looked so good. And she's got this cute little avatar here. It is so cute. Look at it. Clear I pain. love it. I, it looks like it her. It looks just like her. And she's a cosmetic chemist, a beauty industry expert, an educator, and an entrepreneur. As a formulating cosmetic chemist in the multicultural beauty space for over a decade, Erica has been the brains behind a number of popular products on the market. Uh, on the market. Oh, yeah, she went um, to school at Stanford and she went to Northwestern University uh, as a National Institute of Health Research Fellow, uh, where she conducted research in biochemistry and molecular and cell biology. Oh, my God, doesn't wow. she make you feel bad about Impressive. your life? Hey, sister scientist Erica Douglas, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I am so excited. You are a very exciting person, at oh, least at least to me. So tell me, um, sister scientist, how did you get? In, how did you get into science? When did you know um, that this was the path that you wanted to take for your career? I don't know. Uh, ever since I was a young girl, I was just always about problem solving. Like anytime there was a problem, I was always the first one like I need to come up with the solution. And so I felt like chemistry gave me uh, an avenue where I could develop really kind of new solutions from from nothing almost. And so uh, I was very into uh, science and math growing up mm-hmm. uh, and took that, you know, to the collegiate level where uh, I studied chemical engineering at Stanford University. And originally my intention was to go into actually pharma and do, you know, like pharmaceutical development. Right. But um, I had a lot of hair and skin issues growing up. And so when I realized that cosmetic chemistry was a thing, I felt passionate about finding and creating solutions for the problems that I experienced growing up. Are you talking about things like alopecia and eczema and dry skin and and that sort of thing? You name it, I had it. Dermatitis. Um, I'm going to name one. Dermatitis. I've suffered for that for years. What is dermatitis? Excessive dandruff. Like, it's ridiculous. Sister scientist, <laughs> you can educate us because I've, I've struggled with that my whole life. Really? Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? And you are not alone. So <laughs> do not feel. I'm like not ashamed true. to talk about it anymore. Why? I was. I was so embarrassed. So I'm glad to know I'm not alone. And you yeah, found a husband that didn't Oh, you care. too? Oh, okay. Marsha agrees. And Samantha. Is this is a black woman thing? Like, 
Is it just us right now? It's a human thing. It's a human yeah, thing. So what, you know what it is, is that um, often environmental conditions, diet mm. um, can really play a part in, uh, you know, really exacerbating those types of symptoms. And not to mention, uh, you know, the Afro hair texture tends to be pretty dark. And so it shows up more right. on um, darker hair because... Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the white flakes against the dark hair. Mm-hmm. So it often becomes uh, a bigger kind of problem in our community. And not to mention, just like our hair is our crown. So, you know, we we definitely uh, take a lot of uh, there's a lot of significance in how we, you know, wear and take care of our hair. Mm-hmm. So um, it is a big thing in our community, but it is definitely something that a lot of people globally experience. So when did you realize that you could merge these two, you know, different paths together? You could, um, science versus, um, beauty. When, what happened? Was there some kind of seminal moment where you said, <laughs> I can do this? What, what was uh, it? Well, actually, um, I was recruited by, um, a young man at the time named Gary Gardner and his family originally owned oh, the products. right? and then he owned, uh, he started uh, Organic Root Stimulator. Most people know it for the olive oil uh, products and, and the relaxer it was like the number one relaxer in its day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he literally recruited me and said, no, I'm looking for a black woman to be in this lab. And that was when I was really exposed to the science behind beauty um and then just seeing you know um what i loved working for gary was that you know he wanted me to succeed and he wanted me to um really understand the business as a whole so i wasn't just there to be you know what i like to call a lab rat right but i really learned under his tutelage, like the entire business from the operations to sales to marketing and seeing a black owned company, you know, basically go from a small family owned company to a beauty empire was really all the business school I needed to be quite honest. Um, And it really allowed me to take pride in one, just caring for our customers and, and knowing that I was making products for, you know, not just people in general, but for my mom, for my, you know, from people who, you know, look like me, my family, my friends, um, and knowing that, you know, we had a special type of care um, for what we were doing because there aren't that, there weren't that many black owned companies at that time in the space. And so I felt extremely honored to have that experience and, and really took a lot of of time to really absorb what I was really in. I don't think I understood it at the time, but looking back on it, um, it it was a very special moment in, in time to really be in that, in that industry Uh and at that company. And I just really, um, I value that experience so much. Okay, Madam CJ Walker. All right. So so what we're going to do, I want to talk about in 2014 when you founded the MSEED group. What is that? 
Yes, so MSEED Group is pretty much what I like to think of as an accelerator or incubator for uh, small brands. So we service a lot of smaller brands in the beauty space. We are a private label contract manufacturing company primarily. Wow. But we offer services in marketing, consulting, product development, um, and and really business development. And so we like to help our brands really, you know, an, an entrepreneur start from nothing with an idea and be able to walk through them through this process of building a beauty brand, um, you know, in this day and age and, and to be remain relevant to have to build it in a way that they can have longevity in the space and to know that they're building generational wealth for, you know, with not just one idea, but building a company that can really stand the, the test of time, um, whether they're in mass retail, whether they're in luxury or whether they, you know, are just kind of doing it as e-commerce online sales. We have a lot of different brands, primarily black and brown um, entrepreneurs where we are helping them to build these brands from scratch, from ideation to the shelf. This is crazy. I mean, I, I had no idea. So I'm just going to assume that working with Gary and ORS was um, kind of a launch launching pad for you to become an entrepreneur. Or had you always saw, seen yourself as not working for someone else, because that is the, you know, when you think of scientists, you don't really think them so much as entrepreneurs, um, because you think of Dr. Jonas Salk, right, who we were talking about that, that um, came up with the polio vaccine, right? He never took any credit for that. That was his gift to humanity, right? Mm -hmm. I doubt if that happens to the person that comes up with the COVID-19 vaccines. I mean, they're going to milk it for all it's worth, and they're going to monetize it. When did you mm -hmm. think think about monetizing your skills? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So, honestly, coming out of college, I never, ever envisioned being an entrepreneur. See, I, I, was, I, figured. I, was, I was on the path of let me get getting good with, with some organization and climb my way up the corporate ladder. Um, but really sitting back and seeing everything that Gary Gardner did um, and how he was able to create jobs in our community, um, how he was able to change lives and really, um, it, you know, it's the concept of teaching a man to fish and not just giving him a fish mm -hmm. um, really seeped into um, my psyche and became really everything that, um, you know, in my, in my, in the early years of my career, it really defined what my priorities were. And so, um, as he kind of moved on from ORS, I realized that, you know, I was kind of the next generation. And so it really, at the time there was this renaissance of black women, coming up with brands like Carol's Daughter, Daughter and yeah. Jessie's yeah. and Mixed Chicks. Yeah. And at the time I was still at ORS, I was getting a lot of these calls of, hey, there are these brands out here that really could use your help, but I couldn't help them because it was a conflict of interest. Right. And so as I started to see that more women, specifically black women, 
were in the position where they needed help overcoming some of the barriers to scale their brand, I really took um, took heart to that because I realized that I had a lot of the tools that they needed to really understand the industry and scale brands. And so that was my aha moment of, hey, I need to take this leap and kind of position myself to be in a place to help pull down, tear down some of these barriers that are preventing Black-owned companies from scaling in this space. And so, you know, I, I left a, a good, good job. <laughs> yeah. That, well, we're going to talk about that. I'm sure. I mean, you were probably uh, leaving a six figure job. So how did you, well, first of all, Gary is probably still one of your great mentors. You talk to him all the time. I'm sure. He, he is definitely at the top of the list. All right. So he's at the top of the list. And um, do you have any other mentors um, around you that, or that you can count on? Because uh, one of the things I did notice as we were doing this Her Win Trust, I say this every week, is that every one of you successful black women that come on this show, you have talked about your mentors. My guest co-host mm-hmm. Cleopatra talks about her mentors all the mm-hmm. time. And so I was wondering when you made this leap of faith, Mm-hmm. Did you have to first, did you consult your mentors, mentors, and then how did you get the seed money, the M's and no pun intended, the MC <laughs> money to start this business that, um, that it was unique, which was most needed. And what I think God put you in a space where you were supposed to be. Um, that's why you, you're doing MCED and what you're doing now. So you take it from there. Yeah. So actually MCED stands for mustard seed. Okay. And it was the concept that, you know, as long as you had faith as small as a mustard seed, right. you could do the impossible. And so, you know, kind of along those lines and, and, and standing on that kind of scriptural confidence, um, that is what allowed me to take that leap of faith into entrepreneurship. Um, I did not have any seed money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saved a lot of money. I was really frugal. Um, <laughs> no, just and, go on and say it that you're cheap as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was busy working to spend the money I was making. Right. And, um, and that ended up being one of my advantages because I, I pretty much went out validated the concept, found the clients while I was still working a nine to five. And, um, and once I saw that the concept had legs and that people were willing to pay, I honestly was taking, you know, kind of onboarding customers and clients, um, while still working a full-time job and using money that was coming in to basically put it back into the company and, and build. Um, and so with that, you know, eventually I, I had to let go of the, the nine to five and I, I lived off of my savings for maybe about nine, nine months or more, Mm -hmm. um, until I could, you know, until I could pay myself. But really the, the money was coming from the business that we were doing with these new brands. Wow. Um, that's what built the company. So Um, I I honestly was working in very low key at first. Uh-huh. Um, 
I didn't have a lot of mentorship because I just wanted to validate the concept. Right. But as it legs and as it grew some, you know, some attention, I definitely had a number of people who ended up coming into my circle who have been very instrumental, um, like Professor Steve Rogers. He's been one of my <laughs> ultimate sounding boards uh-huh. and always make sure I'm <laughs> headed in the right direction, even if I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, he's been an extremely uh, influential in I'm lo- did I lose her? Are are you still there? I'm still here. Can okay. All right. So the other question I have, what because you kept you've used this term at least three times. What does validate your concept mean? Um, so I call it a minimal viable product. And in that case it's kind of like doing the as minimal as possible to validate that there is a clientele or customer group that is willing to pay for your product and just trying to pretty much understand whether it's kind of one of those, this is the question of, do I move forward or do I not? And, and by validating a concept, I'm pretty much making sure that I'm not the only one in the world that wants this to happen. Mm -hmm. And that validation process was about a year um, I had planned for two years just to kind of test the market, test pricing, and testing a lot of variables into what it would take to to really um, to recruit clientele. But it was actually ended up being a much bigger need than I had forecasted, which was why um, why I kind of jumped full time into it after about nine ten months. Do you ever see yourself? Um with your own beauty products do you you know a line or something to that that effect i get that question a lot um i honestly enjoy being the brains behind the brand Mm -hmm. uh there (laughs) there's a lot that comes with being the face of a brand or being kind of the spokesperson for a brand um and really my my niche and what i enjoy doing is really working through all of the the details on the, you know, behind the scenes. But you know what, but when you left college, you didn't think you'd ever be an entrepreneur. You are, you are so right. And, (laughs) um, and actually I just launched my first product under sister scientists, which was, um, a, a line of hand sanitizers. And that really came from the need and the current state of, of, you know, where things are globally and what we're experiencing there was an extreme shortage. And so I kind of took it upon myself to say, hey, we got to put a premium product out here that people want and that we can use the proceeds to actually donate to essential workers and senior citizens and, and frontline workers, especially in our hard hit communities. And so I jumped at the opportunity to do it only because I was pushed by this very timely need. And so somebody actually mentioned to me, they were like, you said you would never launch your own brand, but now look at you. And I was like, well, (laughs) I guess you're right. But it really came out of an extreme desire and emotional attachment to really want to help. Well, I'm going to tell you, I really want to help. And I'm sure everybody that's listening right now wants to help. Right, Cleopatra? Where do we, where do we find sister scientists, um, hand sanitizer? 
Yeah, you can go to sisterscientist.com, um, and that's sister. I know a lot of people want to call, spell it with an A, like sister, <laughs> but <laughs> we use the King's English. <laughs> sisterscientist.com, uh-huh. and just click on shop, and we have lemongrass and lavender versions. They're infused with essential oils. They are extremely moisturizing and smell amazing. Um, and we've gotten so much good feedback and actually we're de- donating thousands of these units to essential workers, uh, frontline, um, frontline workers and also a number of senior homes. So every purchase is helping us to donate more of these units to people who are in most need in our community. I bet you I'll be online this weekend buying up a bunch of stuff. I can tell you that. I'm looking... Yes, with everything opening back up, you need to stay strapped. That's okay? right. what you say, stay strapped. <laughs> anyway, did you want to ask Erica? No, I was something? just going to ask um, if a person wanted to present their product for, for your um, guidance or just to make it yes. just sell, because you just sound so talented. Yeah, what do we need to do? Sure. On sisterscientist.com, there is a tab that says work with me um, and you can click there and submit your inquiry about your brand, what you're trying to do. And we will do an assessment and kind of like a uh, an assessment of where you are and kind of where to start you in that process. Um, and you can always email info at sisterscientist.com with any of your questions. Uh, we really love speaking to future brand owners, existing brand owners. And also um, I love engaging with young uh, women scientists coming up, kind of trying to find their way, who might be interested in becoming the next sister scientist. So, you know, please use uh, sisterscientist.com to reach out. Um, you know, get me out of the lab. I want to talk to I was going to ask, where are you located? <laughs> um, our Actually, our factory is located in the south suburbs of Chicago. We're in South Holland, okay. about 30 minutes outside of the city. Okay. Um, so we're local. All right. And the lab, how many people do you employ? Ooh, uh, we have about 15 people right now. Good for you. Erica, I am so impressed with you. You are, thank you for making me feel really lousy about my life. (laughs) And and, um, you are just, I mean, you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much. And I'd love to have you back on again sometime. And uh, really, you, you, your parents must be very proud because I feel like your godmother. So yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, you should go remind her. Okay. <laughs> <Remind my mom. laughs> All right, Erica Douglas, sister scientist.